Today, the world is demanding more of products and packaging. They need to meet consumer demands, be sustainable, and travel through different channels. Simply put, companies that make things need to respond faster than ever to change. So let's go beyond the shelf to understand how industry leaders in food and beverage, beauty, CPG, industrials, and more are driving innovation in their products and packaging. Hello, and welcome to Beyond the Shelf, the product and packaging podcast, where we interview the people behind the amazing products we use every day and one of my favorite products today. I'm Laura Fodi, and I'm thrilled to be speaking with Michael Rents, the procurement manager at Kula. Michael has 15 plus years of experience ranging from companies, both small and large. His tenure spans hospitality, hotels, resorts, beverage, furniture, and now the beauty industry with sunscreen and cosmetics. I'm sure many of you are users of Kula. He was assistant director of purchasing at the Grand Del Mar, a five-star luxury resort in San Diego, California, for seven years before broadening his experience as a buyer for Stowing Brewing Company and Jerome's Furniture, both based in the San Diego area where we are right now. He spent five years there prior to joining Kula in September 2023 as a buyer. Now as procurement manager, in addition to producing world-renowned products, the Kula team is the most dynamic he's ever encountered, and I can't wait to talk more about that and a true privilege to work alongside. He holds his BA from the University of California, Irvine, which is in our neck of the woods up in Orange County, and an MBA in finance from a school in Switzerland whose name I'm not going to try to pronounce. Can you pronounce that for us? Le Roche. Le, Le Roche. It's always the silent S. <laughs> it is. That get me. He enjoys golf, travel, and spending time with his wife and children. And we saw photos of your beautiful girls. Thank you. Well, thank Michael, you. thank you so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Laura, for coming down. This is wonderful. This is such a treat. So we're recording this live from the Kula headquarters, which is in Carlsbad, yep. California. Yep. You just gave us a tour of the office. A few things that really stood out to me. The first is there's pictures everywhere of people using your product. Yeah. Which I loved. That's right. We have fans. We have, you know, people that have been with the brand since day one, you know, 15 years ago. It's hard to believe. The other thing I noticed was how collaborative the space is. There were so many different areas where people were congregating and you know, it's clear that everyone is is clearly bought into the mission mm. and really passionate about the product. Yeah. I guess before we jump in, you talked about the team being so special. What makes the team special? Yeah, that's it. I think Cool has always, you know, pr prided ourselves on people first. We're a people first organization and we always make sure that we hire the right people for our culture. Culture is huge and it's not just right now, but for the long term. Um you know, we treat employees well and they take care of the business, you know, in return. Absolutely. And and I always say the reason I enjoy this podcast is to meet all the people behind the products we love. So can you talk a little bit about Kula? I'm a huge fan. I'm super familiar with your products. But for those of us who might not be, can you talk about the origin of the company? Sure. So as I'd said, yeah, our founder, Chris Birchby, founded Kula 15 years ago, a little bit more in his garage here in Southern California. And so it was a startup and we found our niche in the wealth of resorts and spas that are located here in San Diego County, greater San Diego, as a natural complement to the outdoor active lifestyle that's embodied by the region. And so with 70% uh, plus organic ingredients found in every single one of our products, they feel great to wear and they're just as healthy likewise. So 
that's really, you know, what we've strove to, to provide, you know, since day one. And it's just, we've found such a, a wealth of support and recognition for the brand as a result. That's great. And, and it seems like there's a few gaps as a consumer. These are the gaps that I see you guys filling. Certainly the organic part, mm -hmm. you mentioned 70% organic, very different than other sunscreen companies. Yeah. We were talking a little bit about that before. The second is, I mean, this is stuff that you know, we were joking that I wear to my meetings, I wear to work, I wear on the weekends when I'm biking in Huntington Beach, it, yeah. it fits kind of, it, it's almost like an everyday product and sunscreen has become such an important part of skincare. So can you talk about how you guys have seen this intersection of skincare, beauty, sun, sun care, et cetera? Yeah, it's product is just as fun to wear as it is good for you, you know, and we've always held ourselves to that higher standard as you, as you alluded to, because we believe that our skin you know, the earth and our, the choices that we make are all connected. And so we found our customers resonate deeply with that ethos. And, you know, we're very deliberate and intentional in, in what we put out at market. So, I mean, that makes total sense. And also it, it really makes sense that this is born in Southern California because my dermatologist is constantly reminding me to wear sunscreen because we have, we have sun all year round, not to rub it in for our East Coast <laughs> listeners who are about to enter into a, hopefully a mild winter, but <laughs> you, you have to think about it differently because sunscreen is something you're, you're wearing all the time. You guys, which SKU did you actually start with? That's a great question. You know, I've been with Kula just over three years now, so you put me on the spot here. I don't know the answer to that. Product. Where, where was the product kind of starting from? Yeah, so it was definitely SPF. We've always been, you know, sun sunscreen since day one. We've made our recent foray into face and into beauty, as you see, but it was with sunscreen, with SPF itself, you know, and that's really where we found our bread and butter and where we continue to see success. Yeah. And so one of the things I love, we have a few products in front of us here. Yes. I, I picked some of my personal favorites. You have some too, and I want to talk about them. This is my personal favorite. By the way, what do we call this? This is a Lip Lux product. Oh, a Lip Lux. So, I was like, is yes. it chapstick? Is yeah. it lip balm? I don't want to say the wrong it's thing. It's all in one. It, it also has SPF, very important for your lips as well. And there are many, many different variants of that. As you mentioned, I think the Beach to Boardroom, I think was one of your favorite, the Lip Lux Trio. <clears throat> that those those were sold at retail in. And so, yeah, they're fantastic. Fantastic. What, what Michael's alluding to is I bought, I think it was a three pack mm -hmm. and the packaging, it said beach to boardroom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a professional woman, I really appreciated that because, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm doing both, right? You can kind of do it all. And I just thought that was so clever that you guys are leaning into that. I mean, and this is a product, this is a product for women because it's tinted, mm -hmm. right? And it's not a lipstick, which is what you would wear in a board meeting. Yep. But you know, there's a lot of us that are doing a lot more than just that. And so Absolutely. I just feel like, how do you guys get those ideas? Cause that, that to me, wow, as a customer, it just resonated. And as a marketer, I know how hard it is to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. You know, well, we have a fantastic brand and marketing team, so all credit to them. You know, they, the new product development process that we go through is very rigorous and they leave no stone unturned. So it's, they do a fantastic job. Well, I, I appreciate it. Speaking of the typical Kula customer, mm -hmm. is there one Yes, yes, and I would say that there, as you as you had had mentioned, they're the ones that really resonate with the active outdoor lifestyle here in the uh, sun drenched climate of Southern California. They're people who both demand healthier, better products for themselves, but you know, also that's what they seek in all aspects of their lives, right? Formulas and ingredients. And I see the industry trending that way as well. We work hand in hand with many of our ingredient suppliers and really are who are pushing the industry to a more natural, organic and regenerative 
way of farming. You know, I, I had mentioned earlier, we put farm to face, you know, as an icon mm-hmm. on the side of our products. You know, we've all heard of farm to table, but who's heard of farm to face? And it's really because it's not just what you eat, but it's also what you put on your skin. It's the whole package. Man, we are learning that more and more every day. Mm. You know, we talked a little bit about the lines between skin and beauty blurring. Can you talk a little bit about some of the line extensions? So we talked about the the lip lux. I have, you know, scalp and hair mist mm. sunscreen, which I think is cool. We have tinted moisturizer, which I didn't even know you guys made that. I'm super excited about that. You have, you know, some like, what what is it more of the bronzing? That's right. Can you talk a little bit about more of the beauty, you know, obviously the roots are in sunscreen, but how is this extended more into things that we would more think of as part of a beauty regimen? You know, that's that's a great question. There really is something for everyone. You know, we got our start in SPF, as I'd mentioned, <clears throat> well, just sunscreen. But now we've we've carried that over into all different aspects of not just body, but also face. And so you'll notice that every single one of our products has an either has an SPF icon at the top you know, either 30, 50, whatever it may be, but also directly below that is the 70% plus organic claim, which we really hang our hat on. You won't find that elsewhere in in the market. And that is really indicative of the higher standards that we hold ourselves to. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. And I'm looking at some of the names. We have the bronze goddess, Mm -hmm. do good, Mm D-E-W. So that's a a serum. So it makes sense. I mean, again, your, your marketing team's killing it. Yeah. And I love all the claims that you make if if we just let's grab a, yeah. let's grab one here just yeah. so you guys can see it this is very unique i would say you know we i work with a lot of companies and some of these claims i would say are universal vegan i've seen a lot mm. Cruel, cruelty free super important right. Right. right it's not tested that means it's not tested on animals correct it's great it's our company still doing that yeah hey, that's i i hope not i hope not. i mean i hope not too but i still hear things antioxidant enriched what does that mean yeah. So that's where we really lean into, uh, you know, the, the ingredients. So is it goji berries? Is it, is there, you know, the, so many variants and forms of, of, of extracting, you know, healthy antioxidants for your skin, you know, and that's where we really lean into our, our formulas and our director of research and development who, who, you know, scours the market for, for the latest trends in, in health. And we talked about farm to face. I think mm-hmm. that's a great concept. You also have plant protection and Hawaii reef compliant. That's right. That's interesting. Talk to me more about what those mean. Yes. So Hawaii reef compliant, there was a recent act, I believe it was 104 in Hawaii, which you know prohibits certain actives, which are found in sunscreen from being used as they could be potentially harmful to the reef and the natural environment there. And so we were very sensitive to that and got ahead of this legislation and ensured that the majority of our products, which could potentially be used in that out there, you know, were were compliant. And so our consumers resonated with that. I love that you guys are ahead of the curve because yeah. one thing I'm seeing is, wow, to be operating in, in this space, making any kind of product, not just beauty, food, whatever, there's more and more regulation. There's a lot of sustainability regulation, yeah. a lot more around what are the ingredients. There was just one around forever chemicals and PF. So yes. there's only more and more complexity. How are you leveraging data and technology to, to bring products to market faster, to make sure they're compliant and so forth? That's that's the challenge. And as procurement manager, that's squarely before me at all times. Since joining Kula just over three years ago, I was challenged by the COO to really own that. And so I onboarded three software as a service platforms, Specrite being one of them in my first year and a half, you know, gone are the days of attaching, you know, purchase orders to an email and then following up on that thread. And suddenly you've got 10 threads, you know, going on to that. It's sole source of truth. And so leveraging 
our ERP, which is NetSuite, to integrate with these three platforms to optimize the supply chain, become more efficient, you know, and have, you know, one to two people doing what was previously a team of four or five has really been the challenge. And, and we've driven those overall efficiencies like never before, reducing email frequency. I think we did a case study together just a few months back where you can read through the copious details of just how this has helped us. But I would say, yeah, leveraging that data and technology with the assistance and, and the great support with our friends over at SpecRite has just upped our game. Yeah. And, and normally we don't talk a lot about SpecRite on this podcast, but mm. I was really moved when, you know, when I stepped in, I brought my team here because I wanted them to see what a day in the life was yeah. like for our customers. And you walked us around the office and you said, hey, the SpecRite team's here. And, and every single person said, I have it open right now. And then, you know, your, your head of sales said, you know, I love using this. And that made me so happy because, you know, our mission is to help people spend less time chasing data, mm. more time making amazing things. And you guys are just living that. Yeah. How has it impacted your ability to, to work together and collaborate? Yeah, it was pretty special as we were walking around the office, like you said, to, to just hear the rave reviews unsolicited from people that you'd never met before. I mean, what better testimony is, is there than that? I, I, I love the chatter function inspect right right where it's, you can just tag somebody on any product page and say hey michael can you update this field can you help with this and just right then and there pings you with an email and that has been huge just in terms of collaborating in terms of just getting that instant feedback and buy-in and people see how easy the user experience is with spec, right? And, you know, not to, not to plug it and, 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 you know, speak too highly, but it really has solved, you know, what was potentially a, a real frustration around data hygiene for us. The other thing too, is I love thinking about the use cases and, you know, I was at your desk mm. and you had all these products displayed <laughs> out and you were like, you know, we're, we're rebranding this and we're testing this and, yep. It makes me realize like the amount of versions you guys have yeah. to manage. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Crazy. And I'm sure there's ideas that don't get greenlit, but you might right. want to go back to later. Yep. So I just love that you guys are are harnessing all of this. Mm -hmm. And and hopefully, I mean, as I look around me, there's some products here that I wasn't even familiar with. Yeah. Like it seems like you guys are in every retailer I walk into now. Like you, I feel like you're getting a lot of success at Target. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, hopefully, you know, our vision is we're enabling you guys to to move at that really high pace of innovation mm -hmm. and to manage more SKUs because consumers do want, man, they want 30 versions of this product. Absolutely. It's just, that's not going away, but you have to figure out how to do that and manage the complexity. And so do you feel like using technology, you know, in, in, instead of the spreadsheets and emails and share drives and mm -hmm. legacy ways, do you feel like having that data spec first approach has enabled you to kind of grow innovation at scale? Yeah. I mean, what, what, what's the, your motto over there at spec, right? Get the spec, right. And the rest will follow. I, it, it, you know, there's 400 points of differentiation, you know, and information about every single product from the height, the weight, the size, the cost, you know, primary, secondary packaging. If you don't get that right, forget it. You're not even going to be able to sell into a key retailer. You know, it's, you have to get that right the first time. And that's what it's allowed us to do, you know, seamlessly. It's amazing. We'll be right back. Are you tired of managing your specs and spreadsheets, PDFs, or relying on suppliers to do it for you? Learn how SpecRite can help you digitize and take control of your product and packaging specifications to drive sustainability reporting, SKU rationalization, and better collaborate across departments and with your suppliers. Go to SpecRite.com to learn more. Now back to the show. How do you, you know, I want to talk a little bit about your role at procurement. Sure. Uh, I get to talk to a lot of folks there. <laughs> How do you think about 
how like sustainability is impacting your role because you have to manage a lot, right? You're trying to get all the raw materials yeah. and packaging and you want to make sure it's quality. And then there's constant hurdles being thrown in like the coral reef one, right? right. How do you manage all these different requirements and demands of you? Yeah, that's a tough one, you know, and thankfully we've got great people here who went to school specifically to study packaging and they can speak far more intelligibly than I can about much of this. But yeah, as it ties into sustainability and procurement, you know, at Kula, as I'd mentioned, we're deeply committed to the health and safety of not only our products, but the communities that we live in, the, the waterways, the habitats, you know, where the ingredients are come, come from, where are they responsibly sourced? We use sustainable packaging wherever possible. So, you know, looking at both the primary and the secondary packaging, you know, secondary being the outer unit carton, you know, and then the primary packaging being the glass bottle that houses the formula, you know, everything about it, glass being one of the most recyclable materials, highly recyclable. We use it as much as possible in all of our bottles and, and our jars. The same is for aluminum and all of our spray cans, highly recyclable material. We also use a high PCR content in all of our lotion tubes and recycled paper, FSA certifications for all of our corrugate. And so really just keeping this at the fore of what we do allows us to fulfill the mission that we set before us. And that's so impressive. And you threw out some acronyms that, you know, I'm sure many folks are familiar with because we have a lot of folks in products and packaging, but PCR, really hard to get right now. Post-consumer resin. Yeah. That's for our tubes. Correct. But I talked to, I talked to people and they're like, everyone's trying to get it. And there's a small market for this. The tubes. Yep. How, how do you think about cultivating supplier relationships to Mm. be able to kind of, clearly you guys, you have the vision and the framework and, and, you know, you have that part down, but then making it a reality is sometimes hard. Yeah. And, and just to go back to what you said with PCR being, you know, in, in high demand right now, we were very fortunate to cultivate a relationship over a year, year and a half ago with a, a lotion tube supplier, right? Here in North America, they are specifically proficient in what's called IML, in mold labeling, whereby you can achieve a higher degree and consistency of decoration than I've ever seen before. Not only that, but the tube itself is constructed of five layers with the layer uh, of EVOH, ethyl vinyl alcohol, which is used in food products. You know, it's it's a complete oxygen barrier. So our product, you know, we're, we, we have uh, the highest level of confidence that it is stable in there, that it will be compatible. And the supplier is right here in North America. Can I see that yeah. one real quick? Because I want to show this to people this is one of my favorite who, who are alive. Which product is this? This is actually our After Sun Radical Recovery Moisturizer. Oh, I have not used yeah. this one. Yeah. What I love about it, and I'll, I'll move it up to the screen for those of you, you should check out the video online. I know this is the podcast, but <laughs> I would say there's a few, you know, I would say, what's the right word? Some people have assumptions about PCR, mm-hmm. right? And I would say a few years ago when I would go to Lux Pack in New York City mm-hmm. and walk it with Tom Preston, who's been in the beauty industry forever, PCR didn't look great. No. And it looked <laughs> kind of gray. Oh, yeah. And you sacrificed. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, 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 it was vibrant. It took it took down the brand, mm. right? This you wouldn't you would not know. Mm. This looks phenomenal. It's it's it feels really nice. Yeah, it's got that soft matte touch as well. I mean, the color yep. really pops on this foil right there. It's very strong. Oh, is it foil? That's foil. Yeah. How, how how have these improvements really evolved? Because this is I'm talking years. This is oh, yeah. fundamentally changed. Oh yeah. You know, well you you have the original silk screen or offset printing. You know, this is in mold label technology, which is almost cold fusion. So the label's digitally printed, which allows for that higher degree of decoration and then it's fused into there as part of the process so it's wow. not going to scratch off it's not going it's it's superior in every way wow we were just at pack expo man the pace of innovation happening right now in packaging mm. is so inspiring yeah. 
you know, more sustainable materials, very little sacrifice to the brand. Because mm-hmm. listen, I'm a marketer. <laughs> Marketers can be a pain, right? Because if you bring that to me and it doesn't look great, you know, the, the salespeople, the marketing people are like, it needs to, it needs to stand out on the target shelf, mm-hmm. right? Next to everything else. That's so right. it's so great to see that you're being sustainable and there's really very little compromise. Yeah. Do you find that customers are also looking for more sustainable packaging options or something they appreciate? Absolutely. But like you said, on the shelf, you've also got to stand out. And so, you know, people taste with their eyes first. Mm. You get two seconds as they're scanning the shelf. If you don't pop out, they they keep walking. Yeah. The other thing I was was thinking about too, I was talking to a beauty executive, I think last year on the podcast, and she was saying how we not only have to design packaging and products for the shelf, but for the digital shelf. Mm. And I was looking at your products at Sephora the other, they show very beautifully online. Mm. How do you think about, you know, do you think about the difference between the digital, I don't know if it's a digital shelf or or e-commerce, you know, how do you think about packaging across every medium a consumer might touch? That, yeah. And that's where our marketing team just does such a great job. Credit to them, you know, kudos. They, they make sure that the photography is just impeccable. They make sure that it shows up on, you know, Amazon on our, on our website, just you know, capturing all of the hard work and the effort that we put into every detail from the embossing, from the spot glossing, you know, this isn't cheap. You know, we do high quality treatments, even on the back right there. It's all, you know, slightly raised. You can feel that embossing as well as the spot gloss. And so we just want to get credit for every, for the amount of detail that we put into all of our packaging. Yeah. It's really beautiful. What are some of the things, you know, man, I walked around the office. Clearly you guys have a lot of new stuff going on. What excites you right now in terms of innovation that you're working on? It, you know, there's so much. Uh, the EVOH tubes that I talked about, right? Are, we brought this domestically, which is fantastic just to have that partnership, especially coming out of, you know, the past two, three years where the supply chain was really volatile. It was unstable. It was hard to have that degree of confidence that I'm going to place this purchase order and it's going to deliver on time and the quantity that I'm asking for. And so I think, you know, really ensuring that the partnerships are right, first and foremost, that we're partnered with the right suppliers. And number two, that, you know, not only are are they meaningful to us, but we have to be meaningful to them because it is a two-way street. And, you know, if that's not there, then what are the chances that we'll put product two and three and four after that and continue to grow? And, you know, ultimately procurement, what I do is a volume game. And, you know, my my job for the business is to bring the best possible product quality-wise for the lowest possible price. And so it's it's a little bit of a teeter-totter. You can't have both, but it's how close to that target can I get? Yeah, absolutely. And what are some of the new products coming out that mm. you're excited about or changes to maybe existing products? Oh, there's so many. There's so many. So so as you've seen right now, and I'll just hold these up right now from an artwork perspective, our Kula products, we've always kind of prided ourselves with this gradient that we have in, in a lot of our most recent offerings. What I'm excited about, just a little peek, you know, I'll divert slightly, is we're in the midst of an artwork rebrand or refresh. And so that blue PMS 319C, I call it the Tiffany blue that you see out there on our spray cans and our lotions. We are excited to kind of bring this gradient to life with many of our core Kula offerings. And so I, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll keep you interested, but look for that to come in the future. This will be an exciting aesthetic. I got a sneak preview. It's It looks really sexy. Yeah. It looks cool. I'm I mean, excited. Is, that, is that part of the name? Kula? I mean, Absolutely. the products... You can't say that without feeling cool. Right. I mean, one of the things that I appreciate (laughs) is, you know, I throw it in my beach bag. I have a beach cruiser. I throw it in my little basket. And there's just such a great playfulness to the brand. And and I just, like I said, I adore your products. You feel cool wearing it. You feel cooler. 
Ah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. All right. Now we'll close. Is there anything else you want us to talk about that people should know? Oh, we could go on all day. I know. Right. Seriously. <laughs> well, we're so grateful to be partners with you. It, to me, it's so special yeah. to have a product that I've loved so much being, you know, managed on Specre. I sure. still can't get over the boardroom thing. I'd like for you guys to bring back, you know, if Absolutely. I can have one request, bring back. We'll that. have you sit in and some new product development, <laughs> some innovation. I'd love that. <laughs> uh, so let's close out with my favorite segment, which is some rapid fire questions. Uh-oh. First one, what's your favorite Kula product right now? Okay. Well, I, I think I already gave it away, but I love using the Radical Recovery Moisturizing Lotion. I'm out in the sun a lot. This keeps your skin healthy after after being in the sun. Oh, so I need more of that. A lot of aloe vera. That. Oh, totally right. Would have been good if I had it a few months ago. We had some we had some pretty hot days this summer. Right. What packaging trend are you most excited about right now in the industry or where are cool? You know, at, at Lux Pack, when we were there, I saw a lot of geometric shapes. I saw a lot of pastel colors, which I think kind of dovetails with what we're doing with the gradients. That's very on trend on brand right now. And I'm excited to see that our rebrand and our, our, our refresh is, is starting to move in that direction too. So I'll say no more, but look for that to hit shelves in the near future. Oh, I love that. I also love how much pink you guys have. Yeah. That's just a personal. A lot of fun colors. Personal favorite. All right. This is our, oh man, this is our last segment. Keep, kill, change. So oh. normally I prepare, but I, I didn't for this segment. So I'm going <laughs> to, so we have Christine, Allison, and Catherine. I'm going to put them on the spot. They're on the Specrite marketing team. Nice. We need, we need to be given a list of three random products, not in the same category, not, not cooler related that... Michael has to keep one, kill one, or change one. So throws throws them out there. Red solo, Red solo cup, <laughs> great one. Sharpies, oh great great choice. Red solo cup Sharpies. Oh a Dyson vacuum. Where's this going? Great choice. Okay, so you have to. So we have write them down. We have Red solo cup, Sharpie, Dyson vacuum. You have to kill a product keep a product as is and then change one of them. Oh my goodness. Keep, kill, change. I'm keeping the red solo cup because I love that cold brew we have on tap in the kitchen. Classic. So I need that. Dyson, the place is clean. So you, we, we don't need a Dyson. We've got great, you know, housekeeping and everyone's pretty clean around here. Mm -hmm. So kill that. True. Change the Sharpie. How do you change the Sharpie? What's that? I, I don't understand. You, well, it's, it's just like if you were to innovate the Sharpie, how would you innovate it? You can't. You can't perfect upon the Sharpie. What are you talking about? <laughs> I think you can, you can make them in more colors. That's I true. think the colors are limiting. It is. Why don't we have hot pink Sharpie? You're right. I think that turns into a highlighter at that point. That's true. true. <laughs> but well, Michael, this was so much fun. Yeah. Thank you for allowing us to, into your space to, to meet the team, to give us this feedback. We've really enjoyed this. How can people follow you and, and follow Kula? Follow us uh, wherever you're on social media, you know, follow us there. There's so many exciting things happening and we would love to be connected. So find us wherever you're on online. Awesome. Or in stores. And I know you're at Target and others. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Michael. And for those listening, please rate and review the podcast that helps others find it. And we hope to talk to you all again soon. Thanks, Laura. Appreciate it. Beyond the Shelf is presented by Specrite, the first cloud-based platform for specification management. Say goodbye to spreadsheets, share drives, and legacy systems, and digitize your specs in a secure single source of truth. With Specrite, you can easily share and collaborate on specs with other departments and across your entire supply chain network. Taking a spec-first approach enables you to accelerate product and packaging development, go to bid faster, report on sustainability, and ultimately spend less time chasing data and more time making amazing things. To learn more, 
visit specright.com. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T.com. <laughs>